It's funny when you look at the um, Star Trek P- Picard um, artwork, the poster for it on Amazon. You, you think the dog's going to be a little bit more prominently featured in the show? Seeing that it's only Picard and the goddamn dog. Yeah, on the on the vineyard, and you're like, oh, there's going to be some vineyard. There's going to be some adventures going on in, in the, the vineyard, vineyard, like all the time, right? The dog's going to be integral to the story. It's like, uh, ooh, well, it's going to have a fun name. <laughs> Gonna be, it's gonna, his name's going to be number one, so oh, it's going to be on the ship then. Like, oh, mm, I don't know. You never see him again after yeah, episode. Yeah, after episode like two, it's like gone. <laughs> but they're still using the set because they, for some reason, that little ship has a holodeck. Yeah, a pretty good holodeck too, huh? Right, a really good one. They, they bought that, or they rented that vineyard, and they're damn sure going to use it throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that in um, episode... What, one and two? Yeah. yeah and holodeck. now it's in episode three as part of the holodeck, so they can have little meetings there. Oh, yeah, they're having a meeting there in episode three, was it? Yeah. And, and what we found out was the, the, those mountains where, those weird slanty mountains, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's where uh, Picard fought the Gorn, and it's where um, Raffi's living now. And it's all, this, it's, it's like 30 minutes north of where the, like the studio is. Yeah, so I was wondering if that was... Actually, the planet that Kirk was on when he fought the Gorn. We're saying it's like, wow, that looks. Or is it kind of like a breaking the fourth wall kind of like tribute to the next? Did they actually the original series? say where she was living? It's somewhere on Earth. We know that. So you know what they, you know what they probably did is they colonized the Gorns. They colonized the Gorns. <laughs> like, well, yeah, they just see they did global cooling since they're cold-blooded reptiles. Yeah, they all went dormant. and They just moved them to another planet. Yeah, so it's a very a- nice planet. And all thanks to Captain Kirk, he That's discovered right. the planet. All right, so, so okay, let's let's get the let's get the <laughs> things out of the way. Uh, welcome to the Transmit Podcast. We're talking about next two episodes of, of Star Trek: Picard. I'm your host, Spike. I'm Samantha. I'm Victor. And uh, listen, this this show is actually really the the cool thing about this show is um, I'm th- thanks to Prestige Television. It's so weird that there's a series of Star Trek that's just good from episode one. Hmm. Like most Star Treks you'll find is like Next Gen, Voyager, even Deep Space Nine. The first season, always kind of weak. At mm-hmm. the very least, weak or bad. But this is like, from episode one, you're like, hey, this is really good. So Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I saw it, because it showed a lot of Earth, which you don't really see in a lot of Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Or you, you see like the one area that they, they have a matte painting for. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you see like the set. Yeah, the set. <laughs> and uh, like yes. so, the establishing shot, shot, matte painting, and then the set. <laughs> it yeah, it's really uh, really low budget. And that's what I like about this higher budget is you can really like have a set. And we were talking about that the clothes like all look good. Yeah, it looks like um, they look, they're wearing stylish clothes. Like on next gen, um, they did the best they could. Yeah, with just what they know. had. It looks like maybe they got some drapes and yeah, then made s- outfits out of yeah, them. Yeah, we got some tunics, <laughs> um, really loose fittings. Even the cool people. Like there's one guy who's like in trouble with a government and he had like a jacket, but it was still like a really bad. It's like he was wearing his dad's jacket and <laughs> he was playing at being cool. Yeah. So And everyone had like turtlenecks and jackets over their turtlenecks for some reason. Yeah. I guess it's really cool on the Enterprise. They have really good yeah. air conditioning. So, uh, yeah, that's Picard's vi- uh, visiting Raffi, who is apparently living in a shack out. It's like, it's like a mobile home out in the desert, the Vasquez Rocks, which we, we looked up. And what I, what I love is, like, in the future, there's supposed to be no money. And, like, Next Gen and even uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. But for some reason, 
Picard has a vineyard, and, and she's making a point of it, like, oh, you got that those heirloom furniture and oak beams and a chateau, and I've got a shack, and I'm like, wait, is that you chose that then because there's no money there's no money in the future you're post scarcity yeah and i'm like what what series of decisions did you make that <laughs> in made a post scarcity world to live yeah in a sh- you're just a terrible person that gun she came out with in episode two that's how she greeted people in her apartment in the nice part of town and they said no you've got to move out to the country go to the desert <laughs> she's banished yeah she's vaping snake leaf to get high, they, they they say it gives her paranoia, so it's like future weed, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I saw I saw that. I, I don't remember them. I don't remember that part. Yeah, she's she's yeah, missing it. She breaks off a bit, throws it in her future vape, <clears throat> and takes a nice old hit off that. I think that's what's really cool about Star Trek Picard. It kind of like builds the world of the Star Trek universe that you don't really see a lot, right? When you're watching like the, the shows because they're just in space. Yeah, and I guess they're going across the universe, but it doesn't. It's not like world building. No, it's not. In you're, a sense. you're building like the, the the. It's it's a lot of them are ship and bottle ups, especially with next gen. Yeah. Which is I guess what we're going to be comparing this to a lot because it it's the, got the character from that, and like uh, Deep Space Nine had like a continuous story, and there were like bottle episodes, but. That one was more a continuous story, but most of Next Gen was just like, okay, today we're at this planet, and there are these people, and here we go. Alien of the Week, yeah. Yeah, and so this one's going to have more of a story arc, so it's, I, I really like that a lot more. Yeah, because um, I feel if you like keep pumping out new alien civilizations and new planets, it makes the one before that just less and less important. Yeah, like the Romulans become less important once you realize, oh, there's another planet that we have to... Like, with all with just one little feature on them. Like, oh, these are like aliens, but you can tell they're aliens because their earlobes droop, droop kind of long. <laughs> and like e- even the Bajorans, it's like, they're people, they just have little ridges on their nose. Yeah, the ridge people. At a certain point, you know, you're just like, ah, they're aliens, and how can we tell? Uh, one nodge on, on their forehead. There you go. <laughs> aliens. Yeah, so yeah, it starts to lose its it, it, oomph. oomph. So no, well, that's why, like, why don't so they they never really took the opportunity or the time to build up each one of these yeah, alien. And that, that's why the rock, like the big ones from like the from from OST, they're still around. Is because you had like the Klingons, the Romulans, the Vulcans, and they're very distinct, very you know like thought out ones. And once you get to next gen, they last like what twelve seasons, and you're still throwing new aliens at us. <laughs> Next Gen was only seven se- seasons. Oh, so, okay. but wow, you know that more than I do. Yeah, yeah but they um, nice. <coughs> but they did they did throw a lot of aliens our way. Yeah, and they just like the original series threw a bunch of like crazy ass shit aliens and like uh, weird planets that was like Nazi planet and like <laughs> just a Nazi planet, Lord of the Flies planet. And they never they never went back to like Nazi planet or the the Mafia planet. Like <laughs> there was a Mafia planet. Yeah, and the, I'd like to see great. that Next Gen where it's like, oh yeah, remember that Nazi planet we went to? Yeah, well here it is. <laughs> I know, <laughs> or the the ancient Greece planet. Yeah, the, all those just kind of. Eh, we're not. The, it's like uh, they're probably not going to mention the episode of uh, Next Gen where they went to space Ireland and there was a <laughs> ghost and Beverly Crusher wanted to be- see. I liked Space Island because that was actually it was a human, a human colony. colony. Yeah, and they brought like our culture out there, and it's like okay, I can relate to this. Yeah, but uh, but only. 
Irish culture. Only Irish so it was a very specific human colony. Very, very segregated. But maybe there was another part of the planet that was like, you know, I don't know, people wanted to live in like Japan or something. I guess, like yeah, that. there's there's a Japan colony out there. <laughs> they just went, they went to Pluto. <laughs> there you go. Perfectly good. Pluto. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so let, let's cover um, the, the twin a little bit. She She's uh, making moves at her work, um, de-droning people. Soji. Soji, yeah. She's de-droned. She's talking to, to de-droned Romulans in their native tongue, and that gets her a promotion. And, you know, for a place that has dermal regenerators, her boss has, like, a lot of shit, like, a lot of lines and scars in his face. Yeah, shit on his face. So you think, like, <laughs> you were saying that, you know, he, he, he wasn't, or Picard wasn't Borg for very long. Yeah. Or I don't think he was even fully... Fully Borgatized. Yeah. Borgified. Assimilated. So, yeah, so he still has, <laughs> but as you saw, because they wanted him to be like the human Borg yeah. kind of like inter- so they can use his knowledge. Yeah, they wanted him to like mm. instead of you know going to Earth and then like violently assimilated, they wanted Picard to explain you the will. benefits. <laughs> the of benefits. Being he's assimilated. a diplomat, so he's like, you will be one of us. I'm like, well, you talked me into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that shows that he still has some intuition about the Borg because he was like in um, first contact. He was like, shoot the Borg cube here. It's like, really? That doesn't seem... And then they do it, and it's like, oh, it won. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So he has, he still has some intuition. I'm betting that, that, that whatever that mass in his brain is, I'm betting that's going to be Borg stuff. Um, so let me, let me see. Possibly. She, she, yeah. she, she interviews a crazy Romulan. All the, all the de-Borged Romulans are kind of nuts. Ramda. Ramda. Yeah, and uh, she, she pulls a gun on him and calls her the destroyer. So they, they really hate even the, the idea of a synth. In Romulan yeah. culture, um, and you'd think um, more of them were assimilated by, for them to hate synths and stuff and synthetic life, you'd think a lot more Romulans would have been assimilated by the Borg. But there's only like a small room full of the only. No, ever those are the ones that survived. Oh, uh, those are not all of them. Survived the. Oh, okay. The Borg removal. Uh, we meet um, the new captain that, or the 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 guy who runs the ship, uh, Rios. I like it because you know when when you when you meet a new employee, what you want is someone who's injured and shirtless, <laughs> and smoking. Yeah. And so he, yeah, he's still like, got the job now. He said, "Oh yeah, listen, like With I, a big piece of shrapnel sticking out of shoulder." When I worked, shoulder. when I worked at Albertsons back when I was a kid, like I pulled a knife out and killed an earwig in the office. Still got the job. <laughs> Seriously, it was same day of your interview. No, no, I at the interview. They must have been hard. Up. Yeah, that, that look there. Yeah, I was surprised later on in life. I guess he liked my moxie. <laughs> That's very concerning. Hey, listen, it was Albertsons in Spring Valley. It's kid, you, had to make a, you had to make a choice about that earwig. You could have just let it walk free, smash it with your fist, in, or... Pull out a knife. Pull out a knife. Open that bitch. It was a buck Unnecessarily. <laughs> Chop that bitch, and that, that secured me my job. So, so How look, old were you when you... God, I think I was like 18 at the time. I should have known better. <laughs> they should have known better. Jesus. <laughs> and now technically I work for them again because uh, the, the, the grocery store I work for now is is part of that chain. So, Do they have like a nickname for you? Like, hey, knifey or hey, wig killer. Or <laughs> nope. He never brought it up. You think that'd be something that follows you around, but nope. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you pulled out a knife in your job interview and or you had a piece of shrapnel in your captain interview and you were bad mouthing him and getting medical procedures. Like, it's the, and all that is is to show that the captain is tough. It's like I, I survived. 
Yeah. It has no real purpose. And you're never going to hear why he has tritanium in his in him. <laughs> and his story arc is that he can't possibly can't love another captain. Love another captain. He lost his last captain, <laughs> his last hero captain. This one, no, I can't open myself up to that kind of hurt. <laughs> I'm never going to dance again. This guilty captain's got no, no rhythm, though it's easy to pretend. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> I know you're not a captain. Sorry, um. Oh, so yeah, they're gonna. Oh yeah, I was, I was totally talking. Bang. And she was. Oh yeah, uh, Romulan houses apparently have fake front doors. I found that out, like from that little interview she did. Like oh, Romulan yeah. house. Like they are so they are like so leaning into the Romulans are mysterious and and secretive that Romulan houses have fake front doors to fool intruders. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Well, but wouldn't all Romulans know that? Right. So it's only to fool. It's only tradition. Now. It's only tradition now. I guess I have no fucking clue. Uh. I, I like that. Uh, like he's still like Captain Picard sees right through Rios and is like, "No, you're Starfleet to the core." It's like, don't get in my head. <laughs> it's like it's just exposition. Not a single bolt is loose. All the facets are in place. I know this because I walked from the teleporter <laughs> to this chair. And you're definitely Starfleet, except for the part where you're tattooed, shirtless, probably a little drunk, <laughs> and your EMH and your t- your tactical hologram are versions of you for some reason. Yeah, that's, that's weird. It's and a, one of them's like a drunk version. One of them's drunk and it's like why did Spanish. you why did you want to save the drunk version of yourself? Like, why did I, you want to preserve preserve that? Yeah, for <laughs> and for the tactics. It's not like he's your communications guy or anything. It's like yeah. no, this is the guy who needs to shoot. <laughs> you know, he needs to be like on it. Like <laughs> yeah, like, he needs to have reflexes. <laughs> yes, uh, phasers just to uh, wake up. Uh, uh, uh. Wake up. And uh, he's got like a, a very stereotypical Mexican accent. Yeah. The most. Uh, he's actually Chilean. Oh, he's got a very Just stereotypical FYI. Chilean. Emmett has the Mexican accent. Okay. He's doing a very Ma- typical Madre accent. Madre de Dios. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Rios is Chilean of some kind or whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, I like they're having like, they went back to, you see like their last night on like Chateau uh, Picard in IRL and not hologram. And uh, like the, the the Romulan hit squad shows up, and they're they're really bad at their job. Like, oh. uh, like three unarmed people manage to like kick their asses. Like Picard is like in his eighties, and he disarms one and shoots him. <laughs> Actually, in the show, he's he's in his nineties. He's in his nineties. Ninety four. It's like he's he's in excellent health, but he's still like you know these are Romulans. They're like ten times stronger than a human, and they're getting their asses kicked all the time. Yeah. Like, the scientist lady comes over and just finds one of their guns, shoots him in the back. It's like, I thought it was set for stun. It's like, yeah, our disruptors, they, they don't stun. And then she gets some wine as a reward. You think you get her like water or something. It's like, no, no, liquor yourself up. There's going to be more killing on the way. Don't you worry, honey. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Oh, and that mother character that they're both calling. So she's like some sort of computer program, right? Probably. Yeah, because she's like she's probably an AI. Who? Yeah, uh, Soji and Dodge's mom that they call. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. every time they talk to her, they go to sleep. And they talk, or they like. Uh, she knows like way too much. It's like, oh yeah, did you find Picard yet? What? Oh yeah, go find Picard. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, hey, listen, well, something's happening right now. Tubal Kane. <sighs> it's, like, it's like some code word. Just oh god, wouldn't you love that if like you know like if you had a kid or like maybe I don't know like a a significant other who was annoying you, you could just say a word and they just pass out. Yeah, I was watching... God, uh, yes. I was watching that scene and I was thinking that the 
the mom was just so boring that right. it, she was she just, just going to sleep. It's like, let me tell you about Claire. She's that like, now, uh, I was at the flower shop <laughs> and I wanted tulips, but all they had were chrysanthemums. And that's <laughs> 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 great. Oh, okay. I guess there's she, there's some kind of control aspect. Uh, oh, and, and and surprise, surprise! After Raffi's all like, "No, I hate you." And then she joins the crew at the very end. It's like she's just there, but she's going to she's only going to free cloud. She's Raffi, definitely Raffi's only going to free cloud. She's only going to free cloud, and she's never going to be in any more Star Trek once they reach free cloud. She's <laughs> going to retire, start up her own business, and get married. <laughs> I did like how like Picard like he 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 tendered his resignation, and that got somebody else fired for some reason, <laughs> just so they could have this tragic back. It'd be better if they both like they both quit at the same time. Yeah, I know, huh? And she just blamed him because, look, I followed your lead because I'm loyal to you, and then you never called me again, which was a real dick move on his part. Yeah, but like yeah. I like how he was like he's very imperfect in this. Like he neglected a bunch of people. Yeah. They just they made him imp- imperfect, and that was good because he was like a like a like a big paragon, and maybe that's like kind of his weakness in this is he was too much of a paragon. So that when something went wrong, he went he he. He went south real fast. I feel like um, Picard in Next Gen was a little bit more aggressive. Too. He was a little bit more, um, you know, on it. You know, he's like he's he, there's no there's there's no bullshitting Picard. Yeah, like he's very direct. He knows he knows what he needs to do in his job. He is very good. He's well read. He's he knows his tactics. He knows his engineering. He knows his like his captaining. Yeah, he doesn't fluff, and he doesn't. He's very direct, and it, it comes off a little strong. Yeah, but in here, in this show, he's very, um, he's very, he's a lot more laid back, more soft. Yep. He's like not as rough anymore. Well, because since they have all these other characters who are very competent, yeah, um, that they need to establish as well, uh, they're allowed to. One of them's allowed to be more tactical. One of them's allowed to be more like study oriented and stuff like that. Yeah, and Picard kind of seems kind of like the. Um, you know, the funny old man, the vacationing yeah. old man. <laughs> yeah, this is like just his vacation. This is like his his vacation adventure. Like he this is oh, this is going to be a hologram adventure, isn't it? A holodeck adventure where he just like said, hey, listen, I want to go on another hoorah. But I also I don't want to like work as much. So, look, here, here's the deal. I want package C where I just, you know, like tell people what needs to happen. <laughs> and then they just help me out because, you know, they think I'm so awesome. So awesome. <laughs> Because I was, I was awesome, right? I've written some books. <laughs> Apparently, Picard wrote books, huh? He, he's the type. So that, that brings us into episode two, and they, they talk about that Romulan uh, relocation world. They show it there. And I, I like, and again, back to the clothes thing, like everyone looks like they're dressed in what you'd wear like at any point in the future. And mm. except for Picard, he looks like he's vacationing in Cuba in like the 70s. <laughs> he's got a, a white fedora, a whole white suit thing going on. Oh, that was when they were showing him in the flashback. Visiting, yeah. yeah, like fifteen years ago. Or yeah, whatever. with the kid he has there, that's gonna be like a, a samurai, yeah. kung fu guy. Quat me lot. Teaches him about the less um, use less sexual language, please. The, the three he teaches him about the three musketeers. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that ever comes into play. It definitely doesn't when he chops the guy's head off, right? Yeah, I don't think. Well, they they use uh, rapiers in the three musketeers, which isn't a really good decapitating weapon. But everyone does. Ha- I, at first, I was thinking like everyone has swords here. What's what's going on? Like yeah, like European everyone... style straight edge. So it did did a uh, genre. What was it? Um, 
Alexander Dumas, did his like works really take off here or something? Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know why um, there's so many swords on that part of Romulus. To the point there. where when he's trying to leave, like the senator guy is like, here, sword fight me. Like, what? <laughs> I think they wanted to add a little bit of the Star Wars flair to it, I think. And maybe a little bit of the old Star Trek, too, with like Sulu like, coming out with a sword. Like, ah. Yeah. But Capture- there's also more of like an honor thing. That's true. I never As got opposed th- to shooting. That's true, but I never got that from the Romulans. Like, no, no. These are the people who have fake front doors and super clandestine meetings. So I, I think maybe they're trying to infuse a little bit of that in there, but I don't know if it really matches up with the Romulans. Oh, well, I think, it's, I think it's cool that they're trying to flesh out and build out that, that culture, that alien that's, race. That's true. Cause even it's it, a lot more than they've done for other alien races. Well, yeah, well, yeah they, they really went into like the Klingons in Next Gen and stuff and yeah. like... The, in the movies, the, too. In the movies, yeah. Well, it, I was going to say, like, in Star Trek, uh, I think it was uh, Nemesis, there was more Romulan stuff, but even then, you only got, like, the Senate and then a little bit about, like, the their slave race that was in the war with the Dominion. Oh, I never So, remember. oh, yeah, like... I don't remember them having a slave race. <laughs> oh, yeah. They totes did. And a clone of Picard. Uh, played by Tom Hardy. Played by Tom fucking Hardy. Tom then Hardy was Picard clone? Yeah, and then they sent him... Yeah. Then they sent him back in time to be Bane... In the Christopher Nolan oh, Batman sweet. movies, yeah, so it was really part of the same universe. Oh yeah, same, same universe. Little known fact. Little known fact. Um, DC and Star Trek is the same. Universe. Same universe. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Um, let me see here. Uh, oh yeah, I like um, how he uh, Picard goes like from the f- the one scene when you see him at that relocation place to so the next. He goes from like everyone's like, "Hey you, hey Picard, we love you," and to mm-hmm. the next one is like everyone's like, "Like what are you doing in my neighborhood, bitch?" <laughs> you know, like it's, it's almost like um, the <laughs> Grand Torino. <laughs> yeah, he's like Clint Eastwood, and it's like the neighborhood is it's really gone downhill. Gone downhill. <laughs> oh yeah, they have like Romulan only bars on the <laughs> Romulan only planet, basically. Like what? Yeah, that's like you know, that's, that's like be. I don't know. Well, they're like um, they don't have like an actual home world anymore, right? They don't. But well, they, that's so their they relocation comedy col- colony. Colony. Do they have another planet? I don't think so. Is that just the only planet they have? That's just the one. That's the planet they got, and it's got a nice, uh, like, phaser dome, hmm. and uh, yeah. No, uh, only loves. Let's see. Oh yeah, everyone on that planet. It looked like it's a. It's kind of arid there, but everyone's wearing black clothes now. They go. From <laughs> like even the even the nuns. Like I'm sitting there. Like, don't you have like white robes or anything? Can't you just come on. Like dress for the weather. Yeah, it makes you hot and uncomfortable, doesn't it? You're seeing, right. seeing them in that arid climate wearing like leather jackets and yeah. stuff. <laughs> leather like, boots. I know. Like, I'm going to look good here in the future. Shut up. Uh, let's see. Oh, I really like that one line where um, Picard was like, I allowed perfect to become the enemy of good. When did he say that? Uh, he was talking about like how he, uh, I think it was like when he was talking to the nun the second time during his second visit, he... Uh, was talking about how he's like he, he that's the, like he quit Starfleet you know and instead of like working with what he had he just like fucked off to his vineyard mm-hmm. and so that, I think that's that's kind of relevant to to a lot of like life where you say like no this isn't good enough it has to be perfect but you know y- y- what you have to work for is good mm-hmm. and I really like that philosophy of like you know I, I, I my, my ideals were too high maybe yeah, because that that was all of his, always his thing. Like the next gen was always like, I, Starfleet represented the highest of ideals, mm-hmm. but maybe that we were seeing it through the prism of Picard. 
Yeah, when actual Starfleet is a little bit more like a little whatever. More re- a little more realistic. Because like, remember in the last episode, they were saying like, look, 13 like species we're going to f- pull out of Starfleet or of uh, the Federation. Mm-hmm. So we had to make a choice. Either save the Romulans or keep a whole bunch of, of worlds in the fold. So, and, and that's why they did the ban or whatever. Yeah, well, uh, no, the, the ban for um, for the for the synths. Yeah, I think that was just uh, like a knee jerk reaction to the the synth uh, uprising, the attack on Mars. Yeah. So, um, but I'm betting the like the obviously the Romulans and the synth thing are connected somehow, and I'm gonna we're gonna see that later. Uh, let's see the so yeah oh yeah that kid he he meets up with the kid again, but now he's a man. Mm-hmm. Fourteen years has gone by, and now he's like a <laughs> a kung fu sword monk. Yeah, what, what, there's not a lot of characters like that in Star Trek, are there? No, there really aren't. That use swords and. Well, I mean, the Klingons have swords, but they're batleths and they're curved and they're like it's, it's not quite the same thing. But uh, it yeah, I guess that's as close as you, as you can get to mysticism and stuff on Star Trek. Right. Yeah, because Star Trek is more of like kind of like science based, kind of. Um, they don't have like. A force or anything in nope <laughs> in that universe. They they just got they got they got science. They got cold hard science, and then beings that are so evolved that they kind of look like gods. <laughs> and that's why I, li- I was hoping like um, when uh, Rafi was saying like, "Do we have any last resorts?" Instead of saying uh, like, "Oh, I I tendered my resignation. That was my last resort." I was hoping he'd yell, "Q, <laughs> hey <know>. Q, <laughs> I need your help." Like you always show up once a season. Come on. You, where are you? Oh, hey, that's so far. That's the one character that I've been like, uh, is that cute? Uh, cute. like especially when that you, if you scroll through some of the, the thumbnails for the show. Yeah, but it's not. God, He's I, not in it, and I I'm al- disappointed. I always wanted to listen. I don't need him to be like the main driving force. <laughs> like no, he, you just need him to show up to show for up. a little bit, cause a little trouble, fuck some shit up, piss some people off, and then leave. Yeah, I was like, have a little fun with it. And then go, like, because I mean, he was already like the the big like thing in like the first episode and the last episode of Next Gen. He was in the last episode. Of Next oh yeah, Gen. he was. Uh, he was the one like the trial never ends. <laughs> I don't remember the last episode. I do. They had to in- encapsulate some sort of a spatial anomaly in a static warp shell, and like they they had like three like different time frames of a uh, of the of of the future. So oh. I'm not sure, like. See that would be cool to see is like uh, hey uh, when does uh because they show Picard working on a on a on a uh, on a vineyard mm-hmm. in that series like he's an old man working on a vineyard like if he like paid to some lip service to that hey remember when I we got the the Enterprise with the three nacelles to do that thing like yeah I do oh yeah that was cool right yeah <laughs> so was that that thing you talked about with the three different Enterprise yeah yeah oh cool so um. Let me see. They could reference that again. Yeah, yeah I mean, that'd be nice. They'd pay a little lip service to that. <laughs> is 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 uh, Wesley Crusher still a divine being? Who knows? Um, <laughs> I did like seeing, like, they, they found, like, an OST um, Romulan Warbird. And oh. it looks a little, like, toned up for, for you know, um, or a little futured up. But it still looks like the, the whole shape is, like, OST Warbird with the the two front-facing disruptors. And that was that was a really that, that was kind of a treat for me. I really like that. Hmm. I don't remember the OST. It looked like that that except know. gray as opposed to like dark uh like matte almost matte black. There was Romulans in the original series? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't 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 doubt it. They were like the original bad guys. Oh yeah, they were. The first ones. Klingons came later. I thought the Klingons were the first ones. Those were the first mm-hmm. ones I they saw. They were they were big baddies, but you know that's they came a little but they came a little later. Um, really? Yeah, I, re- I really did like uh like they had that little fight scene with the drunk pilot and or the drunk uh, targeting system, and uh, then this little mystery ship shows up and starts firing too, and that was that was a pretty good spaceship battle. I really enjoyed that. And uh, and it, the mystery ship turned out to be um, Seven of Nine's little nine. thing. She's she's tooling around space, having a good time. Yeah, and she's still hot. She's still hot, but she's not wearing a skin tight onesie. <laughs> What's her name? Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. She has she's aged well, like a fine fucking wine. I want to drink that wine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to put that wine and just dump it over my body. Okay, so I'm gonna test you. Okay. What do you consider to be the most deadly race in the galaxy in Star Trek? Well, I mean, I would say the Borg, because they, like, over in the, um, in the Delta Quadrant, they've taken over a huge portion of space. Okay. Let me include powerful. Well, I mean, that. then we're talking, like, the Q or maybe the wormhole aliens from... Uh, from Deep Which Space Nine. Which one of the wormhole aliens? Uh, those are like? from Deep Space Nine. They live in the wormhole, or they call the Celestial Gate. They ha- they experience time, not as in linearly. They experience all time at all times. What do they look like? Well, uh, they don't look like anything. They'll look like people f- that you know. That's who they have, the actors they have to play them. They act all mysterious. Mm. So they're not on this list. Well, that's, but but they're you, also you immediately said Q. I did well. Q is one of them, but they're more mischievous. They did have a civil war during um, during but the, uh, Voyager. How powerful and deadly. Well, that that is very powerful and very deadly. They could t- <coughs> like their civil war was like supernovas and stuff. But there's also a race from next gen that could just drag ships to their portion of the uh, of the galaxy to like study for a minute, then throw them back. But technically, wouldn't a Q be able to stop anything that if they did want? That's true. I don't know, because like, uh, the wormhole aliens, that would be a different... I, I, don't, I never got a really good like, comparison. Then there's the, there's the, the aliens. The Paw Wraiths are pretty mm. destructive. Yeah, what are the ones on this list? Voyager. Uh, well, let me, let me... Oh, oh let me Species 14 blah 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 It's, eight, it's like 8472 yeah. So number 10 on this list is the Breen Confederacy, which were from Deep Space Nine. Okay, they added to the Dominion's power. They're, they're, don't fucking... <laughs> Uh, the next one was the Vidian Sodality. Look like fucking mummies. They're the ones that amputate and graft body parts from other races. Yeah, nice. Um, hmm. They're from Voyager. That makes sense. Um, number eight is Changelings. Oh, yeah, Changelings. Yeah, well, again, they're part of the Dominion, which that doesn't make them powerful and destructive in them of themselves. They're tough to kill, function as a hive mind, and have unmatched shape-shifting abilities. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're all tough to kill, but I, I've seen like Klingons take them out with disruptor pistols. I mean, that's, I mean, they are powerful, no doubt. Number seven is the Cardassians. Okay, uh, I, I find fault with that. <laughs> Cardassians are above all uh, Above the fucking founders? Fuck that noise. <laughs> uh, number six is Paw Wraiths. The Paw Wraiths are very, are very powerful, yes. Mm-hmm. Number five. What do you think number five is? I'd say the wormhole aliens next because they no. won out. Okay, what's next? Romulans. The Romulans—they are strong, but again, like the way they sell the villains in this, it's a little different. Okay, go ahead. 
What do you think number four is? Shit. Okay. Would it be the Borg then somewhere in there? No. No. Okay. Not yet. Uh, species eight five seven. No. Nope. Um, it, it can't be the Q. No. Okay. Um, the Cleons. There you go. There we go. Um, they are pretty destructive. And then number three. Who would you put at number three? It's got to be species eight something because no. the only o- the only thing that's next is oh so then it's the Borg. Yes. Okay, then species eight something something something. Eight four seven two. And then Q. And then Q. Right. I, I, some of those lower ones are are a little off, I'd say. And remember, if you put the Klingons against, they they say they're they're more powerful than the Founders. Remember, the Founders had the Dominion, their military force, and it took the Federation, the Klingons, the and the Romulans together. Uh. The Klingons should be like number 10, huh? Yeah, they should be lower down. And remember, the Klingons were fucking up the Cardassians before that. So it's... uh, Or the Cardassians, sorry. I I say, look, I think some of these lists are made to create strife in the (laughs) fan base. You you think that someone wrote that just to piss you off? Literally just to piss me personally off. Spike. I think the last three are good, though. The last three are good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember, I did like how they, they actually found a peaceful solution with Species 8472. Like, that was the most Star Trek part of Voyager there, was when instead of having those um, Borg warheads, um, they went in and talked to them. Hmm. That hmm. was very nice. I don't remember. There's also another alien species that should be on there, too. What's that? There's the one from... <laughs> the one from Next Gen where... The one that was abduct- abducting all the oh yeah they crew. just they're just sneaking into like a Federation ship and just like oh yeah we 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 got Riker and we cut his arm off and reattached it. <laughs> they have like yeah like country style alien abductions but on the Federation's flagship. <laughs> I know it's like oh those are the aliens that ab- abduct us. I guess when we develop faster than light speed travel, we still can't find. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we're still getting abducted. What the fuck? <laughs> We're still getting God, when, I, when, I, when I visited my mom in Iowa for summers and such, I, I was very scared of alien abductions, actually. Because so as a city boy, I'd, I'd seen those shows where it's like, well, where do abductions happen? In the fucking countryside. <laughs> where, fucking Mothman's going to come get you. Right? Where, where do I live right now? Well, I live in the middle of a sea of corn. <laughs> There's a town called Thor, Iowa. That's like three blocks square. Perfect place for alien abductions. For fucking alien abductions. They don't. They don't want to go into dense cities and stuff. People s- yeah, see I'll spot them. them. Yeah, and but where there's just nothing but corn. Oh yeah, as like, far as the eye can that's see. That's literally where a horror movie takes place. Where you look <laughs> around and it's like an alien-themed horror movie. You look out the window. It's like, oh, there's corn for a mile and a half that way. Corn for three miles that way. Corn for. F- <laughs> and you realize, oh wow, yeah. If, if they come out of the corn, we're fucked. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. The curvature of the earth is such that. There's corn. Corn. Curves. And then it's like, it goes down. Like, oh. So, so, like, no one can see the alien ships. Nope. You're where there is <laughs> civilization. <laughs> right. Around would, the corn, you know? Yeah, it's like, that's, a, that's when we, when kids go out play and then they see, like, oh, hey, um, where's, why is the corn laying flat here in weird patterns? <laughs> God, this is so not Star Trek. Oh, look, we're at 35 minutes. So, okay. Yeah. It's still Star Trek related. It's, it's Star, yeah, well, yeah, that's. That's us from the future fucking with us. Actually, I did like that about um, one of the uh, episodes of Deep Space Nine. They, uh, the um, Quark gets uh, screwed on a ship, and they, uh, he gets sent back in time. Quark gets sent back in time? Yeah, to uh, Area 51. <laughs> and Odo's there. He's, like, trying to catch him, stealing some, like, he's, he's smuggling some shit. 
and uh, they have to use that whatever I think it's trilithium or some some sort of weird uh, material, and uh, they use that and a nuclear explosion to get back forward in time to drop off um, his uh, his son uh, Rom not Rom fuck what's it? his cousin um, or his nephew to join Starfleet the first Ferengi to ever join Starfleet. Uh, um. It was it was it was really good. Yeah, I, I remember him having a kid. Yeah, him that Ferengi kid grew up with Cisco's kid. Yeah, and and then he joined Starfleet and uh, became like you know later on in life he became like an officer and stuff. It was really cool. That's so weird. Okay, so that yeah that's that kid grew up like having to put like Ferengi prosthetics on his face for like seven years. Right. <laughs> and then in the show he had a prosthetic leg, after he lost it in the war with the Dominion. Like he became a vet, like, oh. hard. Damn. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that being said... Oh, wait. I got to wait for... There's an advertisement. Oh, uh, hey, okay. I got I to gotta fill out this uh, thing. Um, which of the following brands do you have a positive opinion of? Team Flight Tactics, Magic of the Gathering, Dota Underworlds, or Hearth, Hearthstones? Hearthstone. Hearthstones. None of the above. Okay. Not Magic of the Gathering because they're getting rid of cards. So I'm going to say <laughs> Hearthstones. All right. There we go. So that being said... Uh, I continue to recommend Star Trek Picard. That's a great show. And yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah. So that being said, uh, thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. We'll see you next time.